Good afternoon. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. Um, If it sounds a little bit different, which it probably does, I'm broadcasting uh, not only, or podcasting rather, not only uh, from a different location. I'm in the foyer of the uh, Paola building of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, But I'm also podcasting from my tablet or recording on my tablet as opposed to my uh, trusty microphone. Hopefully it will sound acceptable. I'm here because I need to um, um, standing watch for any flower deliveries for a visitation tonight and a funeral tomorrow for a dear friend. Um, it's October, or I'm, no, it's not October anymore, it's November 2nd. It's the eve of the election uh, coming down primarily between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. A lot of real weird things going on. Um, polling, several polls actually have started to actually kind of reflect what's going on, uh, which point to a Trump victory. No, it's not something that I dream up. Uh, but a lot of the polls are switching. Of course, some of them are way out there. And I'm trying to understand why they're way out there. Um, one of the possibilities, and I actually do think this is a very distinct possibility, is with the polls uh, potentially so far off. And like I said, I could be completely wrong. You know, That's one of the things about... Um, you know, when they say it's political science, it's really more like political voodoo, right? Everybody, you know, surveys are only as accurate as the questions. My my favorite was, you know, when they they uh, did the survey in Iraq of how many people like Saddam Hussein, and well, you know, ninety eight percent of the people uh, supported Saddam Hussein, and. And so when you look at the polling questions were, would you rather have Saddam Hussein as the president of the country or would you rather take a bullet to the head? And so uh, that's a joke, of course, but, but actually polling questions, while that's an extreme example, polling questions frequently are designed to get a desired result. Now, why would people who want uh, Joe Biden to win, because we have to understand uh, that the major networks and news outlets are all pro-Biden. They, they have all thrown in fully uh, to drag Joe Biden across the finish line. Or rather, they're not Joe, pro-Joe Biden so much as they are orange man bad otherwise known as Trump derangement syndrome. Um, Now, why would their polling be so far off? Because, you know, their polling was off in 2016. And if their polling's off this time, too, now people are going to start saying, hey, what's up with the polls? And can we even believe them anymore? Well, I'm a big believer, one, that polls should not be news. And that's what they've actually been for the last uh, couple decades, really, since um, Ronald Reagan. Um, And for sure, since the advent of the Internet, 
polls have been used as news to try to form opinion, not just not just to gauge opinion, but to form opinion. And so let's presume for a moment. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I certainly don't. Like I said, it's the benefit of being somebody that's just looking at data. And you can look at whatever kind of data you want. If you want to say that uh, global warming is happening, you look at certain data. You can also look at other data and say, no, it's not. I use that example purposely. But when it comes to, to polling, you have to ask, what's the sample? And, you know, what's the margin of error? You know, there was a poll out just today, ABC, Washington Post, uh, that President Trump is down by 17 points in Wisconsin, a state that the president won in 2016, a state that President Trump has delivered jobs on. Now... It would not surprise me if President Trump lost Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's a blue state, uh, primarily, even though it had a, a string, it has a Republican senator, has a string of uh, uh, um, Governor Johnson was in there, and they put a lot of reforms in to the state government, saved them a bunch of money, and got them on some fiscal responsibility. But by and large, it's, it's a progressive state, 17 points. However, a lot of these other so-called battleground states are, are starting to trend towards Trump. And, and the, the pollsters that want to have a reputation after tomorrow are starting to say, you know what? We've tried to affect opinion, but we have to actually just fire phony baloney jobs. Um... And they actually have to, to, to try to make sure that, that they can say that they had some sort of accuracy on Wednesday. Over half the electorate has voted. Um, traditionally, uh, early voters uh, tend to be Democrats. The margin of uh, registered Republicans early voting and registered Democrats, which, by the way, all that is is a trend of, of who voted and how their registration is, does not indicate how they voted. It is not as many registered, or the margin is not as great as it is traditionally. And people look at that and they say, if that is the case, and if people are voting their party, uh, it's very likely that Biden is in for a bloodbath tomorrow. So, why the polls? And what about any kind of violence that's going to come up? You know, the news media is 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 feigning surprise that, well, they're not feigning it, they're shocked that cities are boarding up you know, businesses are putting, you know, plywooding up their windows and and such, and that's probably going to be closed tomorrow like it's the purge. And, and uh, 
you know, Wolf Blitzer on CNN. I, I don't understand why this is, why, why, for an election, why is this happening? They don't understand that for the past six months, they've essentially condoned this kind of activity. They've essentially condoned violence and looting and vandalism. And now they expect it to not happen with such an important election. I mean, and, and frankly, it doesn't matter who wins. We see what happens in college towns when the team is victorious. In fact, usually that's the town that gets trashed. Except now you're talking about a whole nation getting trashed because their guy won. But what if their guy doesn't? What if Biden doesn't win? Well, they've already got all sorts of plans set up. You know, both sides have hired hundreds of lawyers to try to fight this out, to try to argue out the uh, um, the results of the election, to uh, say that they're fraudulent, to say that some ballots aren't counting. You know, the Democrats, you know, when they, just like how they woke up and realized that when the polls are saying that President Trump is the law and order president and or the candidate and Joe Biden is the candidate of, of riots, looting, and vandalism, that maybe they need to tone that down, and so they did. Um, somebody's going to have some explaining to do, and guess what? Oh, he must have cheated. But mail-in ballots, you know, when they're... when. They ran their primaries this past summer, and all these mail-in ballots were were uh, rejected because they did not comply with state law in their own state. All sorts of warning flags went up because the plan, of course, was they could cheat by sending in, you know, by sending in a bunch of mail-in ballots. But realizing that as many as one-third of mail-in ballots might be rejected, and especially now that that uh, the court has a five, four, and one, uh, uh, or five, three, and one, I'm sorry, uh, balance to it, they realize it's unlikely that the Supreme Court is going to look kindly on any kind of uh, shenanigans regarding uh, ballots, and which is why the Democratic Party last month said, no, no, we need to actually go and vote. Don't mail in ballot, go and vote. So all once COVID didn't matter anymore. Isn't that funny how convenient that was? You know, COVID bad, can't, can't get out and vote, can't get out. Oh, that might have, oh, yeah, we got to go vote. And, of course, everybody's saying, well, Trump has said he won't accept the results of the election. No, Trump's actually never said that. You know, he wants the election to be fair. You know, he's been asked if he would accept a, a, a transition. I mean, there'd be no transition if he wins. Why isn't Joe Biden ever asked the question, you know, Vice President Biden, if you lose, will you accept the voice of the voters? 
Why is uh, Joe Biden never asked that question? Joe Biden has never condemned the rioters. He says he has a plan for COVID, which is better than the president's plan, but it's really no different than the president's plan, except now he wants to lock down, which, by the way, the WHO is against, which, by the way, thousands and thousands of scientists are against. Isn't it about the science? You know how you get see all those ads on TV and you say, you know, tomorrow this will all be over. And you get all those emails in your uh, uh, soliciting money for campaign contributions and you're saying one more day. I hate to break this to you. But unless this election is a blowout, one way or the other, and probably even if it is a blowout, instead of asking for campaign contributions, they're going to be looking for contributions for legal funds uh, to fight and contest the election. So instead of looking for the campaign money, They'll be looking for legal funds. Stock market seems to like the fact that there's a lot of polls showing President Trump uh, getting close to the lead. Um, We'll see. You know, tomorrow we'll we'll probably know. Actually, we'll probably have a pretty good idea tomorrow, especially if it's a blowout. Um, you know, these votes haven't just been stacking up in a corner somewhere, and they have to run them all. I suspect they've all been put into a machine. Um, we'll find out. Um, That's pretty much it. Oh, no, actually it's not. Um, One thing I did want to talk briefly about, you know, I've mentioned before, I know, probably tired of it, is the question of law and order, and specifically about masks. Now, you know, uh, Vice President Biden has said that if he's elected, he'll mandate, uh, unconstitutionally, by the way, um the wearing of masks. Um, nationally, you can't do that. That's just no, no, no more than President Trump could nationally mandate uh, a shutdown of, of businesses. Um, frankly, states. Uh, states are really marginal on whether or not they can do that. The fact is they they do issue business license and they can threaten um, to withdraw those business licenses over lack of compliance. Here's my beef. If you walk in in the city of Palo where I live in, small little town, um, there's a mandate that indoors in public spaces you're supposed to be wearing a mask. Now, I am not a mask denier. Uh, 
I mean, okay, I don't think that, that you know, if, if masks are effective, then if we're wearing masks, we shouldn't have to social distance. If we're social distancing, why should we wear masks, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's the whole argument. You know, if we're already social distance, then we shouldn't have to mask. But if we are masked, then why do we have to stay apart? But that's all right. You know, and here at my church where I'm sitting right now, currently not wearing a mask because I'm the only person here. But I have my mask, so if a florist shows up, I can I can deal with that. And at the visitation tonight, I will likely be wearing a mask because that's one of the rules that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints globally has put down for their church buildings to have functions, including meetings, is that people will be masked. A private entity can do that. State and local governments, sad as it is, can also do that. However, what I find too frequently is that this law is not being enforced. And while, again, I'm apathetic to the law... It's just one more example of if you're going to have the law, enforce it. And if not, then get rid of it. Why have the law if you're not going to enforce it? Because the law implies the government gun. But if you're not putting the government gun behind it, then it needs to be gotten rid of. And while I'm using that on a stupid item like masks, that is universally applicable. Speed limits, perfect example. You know, when the roads are icy, are people driving faster than a speed limit? Sadly, some are. But the speed limit doesn't slow them down, does it? So would a lack of speed limit slow them down? No. During rush hour, when traffic's bumper to bumper, is somebody still doing 70 miles an hour in a 60 if you're bumper to bumper? No, of course not. They're moving 5 mile an hour just like the rest of us. Speed limit not required. I know, I'm being picky, but the problem is when you have too many laws, you essentially have no law. And if I can point to a law and say, you don't enforce that, how was I to know you would enforce this? Now we have a discrepancy, and if I, there's a way that I can tie discrimination Uh, somehow to your selective enforcement, you may have a problem. If you have a law, enforce it. If you don't have a law, or if you're not going to enforce it, then get rid of it. Now, if you want to say we encourage people to use masks, particularly when they're indoors and they can't social distance, see, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's great. If you're going to mandate, 
mask wearing, and you walk into a place, and people aren't wearing masks, give them a ticket. See? That easy. Anyway, we'll be back later. It's the Snake River Lib. Tomorrow's election day. If you know what you're voting for, then go ahead and vote. If you're voting for somebody, good. If you're not, don't. Don't vote against somebody. Vote for somebody. If you can't stand Trump or Biden, but you hate one of them a little bit less, why don't you go look at Joe20.com, see what she stands for, see whether you can tolerate her. You're better off not voting for either. The only way you can get rid of the two-party system is to not vote two-party. Snake River Lib. We'll see you later.